I'm Shannon. I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor the Podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. We also have Facebook and Instagram pages under Dirt Sailor Podcast. You can get ready for our latest podcast episode. Does that mean we're live? And in living color. Nice. And in a new studio. So is this the new temporary, temporary new, or the permanent until further notice? The new temporary, temporary new, permanent until further notice studio. I like that. I'll just have to make sure it's a little cleaner next time we meet. Sounds like a plan. Oh, did you now? I did. And I actually uh, wanted to talk a little bit about some of the side effects of some of the uh, vaccines. Okay, what's going on with the side effects of the vaccines? Well, I was listening to a local radio station today, and they were talking about a study that was just done, I believe it was in Denmark. And it's a peer-reviewed study. They were talking about the three vaccines and the level of safety and the amount of people that are having adverse side effects. Looks like the numbers per vaccine, Johnson & Johnson, according to this study done overseas, not here in the U.S., it's a no-go. They recommend that you don't take the Johnson & Johnson. Our own... Uh, I don't. It was it the CDC or FDA just came out and said they were going to quit recommending Johnson and Johnson for a bunch of age groups because of the negative side effects. There's something in it that they need to get out of it or figure out uh, what's going on. So with the Moderna, I guess one in about twenty-four to twenty-seven thousand people have a potential side effect, and those side effects are, I believe, anaphylaxis, thrombosis. TTS, which is another form of thrombosis, it's a syndrome, myocarditis, pericarditis, and GBS, which is uh, Julian Barr syndrome. So that kind of unnerves me, and I think I talked to you over phone a little bit earlier about the fact that 1 in 27,000, 26,000 doesn't sound like a lot until you realize that they've handed out over 480 million of those doses. So it's, I mean, it's not a lot of people, but it's more than uh, I would like to risk. Well, right. And if you take all of the the risk and put it together, because each shot risks something different, it seems like. It's not risking the same thing. It's risking different things. And so some people are getting cross shots. So they'll get Moderna for one shot. Then they'll get Pfizer for the next shot. At one point in time, I believe our favorite F word was telling everybody to get whichever shot was available, doesn't matter, just get it. And so then people were just taking it without regard to health, safety, really. I mean, they're saying it was it was better that you take it than not take it because getting COVID was going to be so much worse. Well, can we equate that to going out to a bar? So first you drink a beer, then you have a shot of tequila, and then you do a shot of rum. And then you drink a glass of wine. Yeah, then you drink a glass of wine. You're not going to feel all that well the next morning or probably for the next couple of days. But at least the Pfizer vaccine, the uh, side effects were one in about 75,000. So far, they seem to be doing the best. And it's funny when I would say to people, I want to do more research myself. So many people would make fun of people who would say that. I had friends who would make fun of that. They say, oh, do you research everything you put into your body? No, just take it. It doesn't matter. 
And so when I would say, like, I want to figure out which shot is going to be the less, you know, lesser of two evils right, or the three most evils, effective, the most the effective, less, yes. least amount of side effects. And that is looked down upon. Well, now, like, at first I was thinking, oh, I want Johnson and Johnson, one and done, one shot, you're done. And then after all of the side effects are coming out, oh, no, Johnson and Johnson's, you know, not looking so good. And then Moderna was looking good for a while until all of their side effects started coming out. And it's like, okay, well, now it looks like Pfizer. If given the choice between the three, Pfizer's the way to, you know, the way I might go. Uh, still trying to figure out whatever, you know, what all is in it because they need 55 to 75 years to release the data that allowed them to approve it. That's the FDA. I don't believe that's actually Pfizer itself. Well, and I can't believe how many people are talking about how being unvaccinated, that you're the problem, that you need to go out right now and get vaccinated because it's you that are causing people to become ill and hospitalized. Well, wait a minute. If that's the case, then these folks just need to be quiet, let the unvaccinated get the COVID, get whatever form is out right now, Omicron or the Delta, which is still rifling in the U.S., and let their chips fall where they may. Shouldn't you be glad these crazy anti-vaxxers are going to die off? Absolutely. And interesting enough that vaccinated people are the ones concerned about unvaccinated. When I think in reality, if you're unvaccinated, you may get really sick. So everybody knows you have COVID, that you're contagious. But if you've had the shots, three boosters, and you get COVID and you don't know it, you could be a super spreader and other people are unaware that you're a super spreader. Yeah, they've actually been showing that people who have been fully vaccinated are getting it and they can spread it. They're looking into whether how much they can spread right now, uh, but they can spread it and they can get it. But what's funny about that is Twitter is actually going to start punishing users who claim that COVID could be spread by the vaccinated. They don't, you're not allowed to say that anymore on Twitter. You will be blocked. Well, it's funny because there was something today about California and how they're changing the COVID rules starting in January. And there's something to do with vaccinated people that if they become ill or something happens, they're exposed to somebody that's had COVID, they have to quarantine at home now for 14 days. Really? Yes. Well, I do know that um, right now, they December 15th to January 15th, they have uh, put out an order that vaccinated now need to wear masks again indoors, except if you're BFFs with the state government, apparently, because they have exempted five counties in and around San Francisco. Really? Yeah, they, they don't have to do it because they're, they're good follow the leader people. Oh, how nice of them. Which is, it's just kind of funny. So I, I now identify as somebody from San Francisco, so I don't have to wear a mask indoors. Heck yeah, I'm going to go get me a P.O. box up there and then I'll be good. Have you ever heard of VAERS? V-A-E-R-S? I've heard it as VAERS, but VAERS, VAERS, yes. Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System? Yes. Well, apparently from December 14th of 2020 to November 29th of 2021, they have received 10,128 reports of death from vaccines. That is what they use to record adverse events, and it could be related or unrelated, but they're supposed to put the event in question. So as an example, if you got the flu shot and then you turned around and had a heart attack while you're 
in the medical facility, let's say they gave you the flu shot and you have a heart attack and they might put it in there and then they would research it to see what were these two events related. Maybe it turned out you were about to have a heart attack and it was just a coincidence that they gave you the shot and then you had a heart attack versus you have no heart health condition, nothing at all. And then you get a shot and then all of a sudden you have a reaction, for instance, like the anaphylaxis that typically happens right away. So they would say, hey, this is what happened. Well, maybe the person who was giving the shot touched the needle with peanut butter. I'm not really saying that that right. would happen. I know anything's people, possible, yeah. but something. So things may not be related at all, but they'll put it into the system and then they'll do further review to see if it was actually related, if they can prove it or not. But if 500 million people get a shot and all 500 million people say sore arm happened, okay, likelihood is that this injection causes a sore arm. Same scenario, 500 million people fell down on the floor and had a heart attack. Okay, this is probably an event that's connected. See, and that's kind of what I'm worried about with this thing three years down the road. What are the effects going to be? That kind of goes over to South Africa, though, and the way they track and the way they do 100% testing there. This Omicron is now the premium variant, so to speak, there. The Delta is gone in South Africa. And they only have about 5,500 or 6,000 hospitalizations right now. And it's interesting that most of the hospitalizations, I think the number was 84%, somewhere in there, of folks that are in the hospital went there for something else and happened to test positive for the Omicron. So it's so light and not as strong as the Delta was that um, a lot of people don't even know they have it. Well, hopefully it stays that way. And I'm sorry that they do have it. If they really do have it or if there's a contamination at maybe a facility, a testing facility. And I say that because California contracted with a testing facility and we've been getting the raw end of the deal on actually getting our, our tests back in a good, timely and clear manner. And there's a looking into how much money has been paid to this particular institution and we get bad results to to boot. Um, so it, it would be interesting. We gotta know all levels, all sides, everything going on. Yes, and South Africa has to be our sounding board right now for the Omicron based on the way they have treated it, um, based on the doctors that have day to day reports. And so these political people in England and the USA don't go off the deep end thinking that we need to do lockdowns, lock our kids up, go hide, um, that the Omicron's coming to take us away. Well, they're already doing that. And in fact, the administration, presidential administration, started putting more, started putting in uh, travel bans again. And I say again, technically President Trump did it and then he was called racist, xenophobic, all of that stuff. But... Biden puts in a travel ban and he's just doing what's right for the country, but he already did it. He just started banning people from South Africa among other nations. And then we're just, the doctors in South Africa were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We just wanted to let you know that this was here, but it's not that bad. They already started treating it like it was worse than Delta. Right. And their curves already started to bend downward, which is interesting. But I just don't understand why the president of the United States is an accusatory nature. Tell all unvaccinated people here in the U.S. you're going to be wrought with uh, death and hospitalizations if you don't go down tomorrow and get your vaccination. Well, as they told us, they tried to do it nicely and politely. And now we have um, some leaders in certain countries that are talking about suspending and eliminating the Nuremberg 
was it accords? I think it's right. an accord. Suspending or eliminating it so that way we can forcibly vaccinate people. Oh, we tried to convince you to do it on your own, but since you won't, we're we're gonna eliminate everything that stops us from jabbing you to make sure we can just jab you. We don't care what your side effect is. You won't even have a choice on what we give you. We're just gonna do it. Too bad. Well, the little bit I've learned about the vaccinations and having the uh, COVID and all the different variants, like is uh, rifling through England right now. I think there are factor is three or three and a half right now. So if it does not present itself as a serious ailment, pretty much just like a cold or sniffly nose or a headache and you're a little bit tired. So what happens if you go down tomorrow, you get vaccinated, but you're actually positive for COVID? I thought that was a no-no. You could actually increase the symptoms and actually kill yourself. I wouldn't be surprised, but hey, it's better that you die than somebody else. So it's it's a good risk for me to take. So we should uh, all get the shot together at the same time. So in Australia, they're banning people from places without a vaccine, including suggesting to grocery stores that they should ban people from being able to come into their grocery store. So I guess they've the government's decided not to ban people, but then they're trying to encourage companies to ban people from even being able to go to the grocery store. So they did draw a line. They said people without a vaccine cannot go anywhere except to the grocery store. But hey, grocery store owners, nod, nod, wink, wink, you can ban them. Wow. And then we have Japan. Do you know how many cases of COVID or how many deaths they've had in Japan this whole time? No, I don't know. Less than 1,000. The report I read last night was that the variant, there was never a variant. The original COVID is the only COVID, for whatever reason, went through Japan and some of the islands there. They locked down. I, I understand that militarily people were coming and going, but they would have to do isolation before they were allowed to come and go. But as far as other travel, they locked down. Yes, they did. And they're actually getting ready to lift the order here in about a week. They're going to monitor the new variant that has not hit there yet. But in case it does, they'll keep the lockdown in place. But they didn't lock down schools. And there were some other requirements that other countries did like us, which we've had pretty close to, I think, 800,000 deaths now that um, they didn't do those draconian measures. And even though they are the oldest population in the world, I think they're about the fittest. And pretty much other than sumo wrestlers, none of them are overweight. So they did have an overweight problem some years ago. Uh, People were getting uh, quite a bit bigger compared to their other counterparts in Japan. They still weren't on par with the United States as far as uh, general overweight population. But they have like a national health care system, and they started noticing more obesity. So they told places of employment that they're, because uh, the, the places of employment pay the fees, they were going to start getting charged more money if their staff was overweight and continued to be overweight. So they started a, a project or whatever across the nation that they would work out every 50 minutes For 10 minutes, they would all stand up at their desks and start doing arm circles and movements and stuff like that. So they started encouraging a national get healthier lifestyle. Cool. Drink more sake, eat more sushi, 
less COVID. Well, their food is fresher. Yes. And so you don't have to worry as much about all the gases and stuff. And most people go grocery shopping daily or every other day to to get groceries. They don't typically stock up on on all those sugared up cereals and stuff that you'll find in, in my pantry. So I've narrowed down my COVID YouTube watch into one doctor in England. So I'm done talking about COVID for today. I will report back next week as to what he has to say. Okay, well, I'm going to jump in with one more thing, which is Austria. Austria, we talked about last week, and anyone 14 and over has to be vaccinated. They are placing a $4,000 equivalent quarterly fine for non-vaccine status. So every quarter, they check vaccination status. If you're not vaccinated, you have to pay a $4,000 fine. Well, Las Vegas, Nevada is fining people $150 a month for being unvaccinated. Isn't that on their medical or something? Yes. Sidebar story to Austria. It's where my dad, your grandfather, was at during World War II. And that's where he killed his first person. I did not know that. The guy broke out of their uh, military jail. And my dad was an MP. So he had to actually shoot him. Wow. Military historical moment. Okay, I want you to finish the sentence, and then we can move on to our next topic. Maybe. I don't know. If I can complete a sentence. It's okay to force someone to do something against their will because... I say so. I mean, with the vaccine, right? It's against somebody's will, but we're trying to forcibly vaccinate everyone. Yes. So when is it okay to do something against somebody's will? What if it's better that you don't have any more kids because you are beating every child that you have? So we should stop you from being able to have more kids to save the future children from abuse, right? So should we be able to forcibly sterilize people because it's against your will, but it's better for the future? Sure. <laughs> I it's just funny that people are going on it's okay to forcibly vaccinate somebody because you don't get to have a choice in how this may negatively impact you because it it's just a really interesting point to note. Yes, but it's because people are being indoctrinated. They're seeing the same thing over and over and over. I mean, when you have rappers, which I love rap by the way, When you have them singing songs about getting vaccinated and you have people on television 24-7 crying about how they love their children, they love their neighbor and their neighbor's kids, you really need to get vaccinated or you could potentially get COVID and kill your mom and all. Well, it's, it's mentally weighing on people, so they're changing their whole way of thinking. Well, they're not thinking. They're, Correct. They're going, Lack of thinking. Yeah. Well, they're, they're getting people in the emotional category. And if you can get them to go with their emotion instead of logic, you can do a lot of stuff that is not very logical. But you, because you ran with your emotions, you're trying to feed that emotional need yeah. to either quell something or make something increase. Go after people's emotions. Welcome to the new America, comrade. Isn't that the truth? And that's why we get rid of statues and other forms of history and memorabilia. Then history can repeat itself. Yes, we make history not exist. Did you know most youngsters nowadays, anyone younger than me is a youngster, most youngsters nowadays 
don't know about the Holocaust? You know, it's amazing. Unless you were born during 9-11, youngsters right now don't have a clue what 9-11 is. That was not that long ago. It wasn't. It wasn't that long ago. 20 years ago. And now people, oh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just another footnote in history. And now we'll repeat it again. And we are encouraging people not to be literate. So it's not that they're even going to learn about it in, in a history book. Oh, do you mean the school districts that have removed the F and are not talking about removing the D from your grading system? Yeah, so school districts are removing failing grades. This is kind of the no child left behind, everybody passes. Now, no child left behind was under Bush, but now what they're doing is they are just taking away things that might hurt kids' feelings. I believe it was Oregon that has done away with any graduation requirements, reading, writing, arithmetic, arithmetic. They have done away with these graduation requirements because they don't want to hurt people who didn't learn over the course of these COVID years or didn't learn over the course of the last, you know, 13 years of their life because we've been failing them. It's because we're too interested in social engineering. We are. We want social warriors. We don't want people who can read, write, and think. We want them to follow. Yep. And that's why most of them, unfortunately, the only line they're going to learn or the only sentences, would you like fries with that? They don't have to learn that now because we're just going to, we are living in a society where they're trying to pass basic housing, whatever that's supposed to mean. For free. Basic food, whatever that's supposed free. to mean. And I say that because to me, basic food is I will deliver potatoes, pasta, whatever other noodles you want type of thing, or, or just whatever we have. We have an abundance of carrots and potatoes and, you know, some we'll deliver milk to your doorstep. This is what you get. Not here's a thousand dollars. Go get whatever you want at the grocery store, including, you know, sugary drinks and soda pop and all of that. It's like if you have a basic right to eat, I'm not saying people shouldn't eat, then it should be basic food. If you have a basic right to housing, unpopular opinion here, we should have like one room or little grandma hut, you know, the mother-in-law set up. The casitas. Yes, like a casita. And this is your basic housing. You get a very basic house. That's it. Not money to decide how big of a house you, you want to go get. Your house, buying a house, is not a basic human right to go buy or take somebody else's product. No, buying a home, having a nice job, food on the table, and being able to buy an automobile. That was something that was coined by America. That was a great American theme. And now they're actually trying to remove that. If you watch some news outlets here, they're actually talking about how the progressives are slowly trying to get rid of that or incrementally remove the American way of life. That's why we're going with all electric. But what they're going to do is like Europe, it's going to be so darn expensive for power you're not going to be able to charge your vehicle. You're not going to be able to heat your house. You're not going to be able to have the normal staples that we've been accustomed to over the last 50 to 100 years. Yes, and if you look at the other thing we're trying to do as a society, canceling student loans, that's been another one that has come up. The AOC and other members of the squad have been crying or pouting or whatever on the House floor, talking about how hard it is to have student loans. This coming from women 
who are making $174,000 a year. I'm sorry, you're making six figures and you want me to cancel your student loan debt? You have a degree. You have more than most. And yet you want the least of us paying for you to be better off because now you didn't have to pay for the cost of the degree and then you're going to make more money. How fair is that? Well, it's not. It's a calculated plan. What it's for is one or two election cycles worth of votes because they'll either be out of office by then or they'll be the ones that will have to get with the next party and try to figure out how to fix it. That's what these people do. They break things and then they tell you they can fix them. Right. They already canceled student loan payments. I guess Biden has decided to to let it resume that people would have to pay their student loans. We have more jobs, according to the Biden administration, open for people to work. So if we have an abundance of jobs for people to work, why would we continue canceling student loan payments? Why continue to give them free stuff? Let them let them earn it. Let him let them feel a, a sense of self worth, because atrophy, laziness starts to set in. Then we become no better than a third world country that just doesn't know how to do it like we do. Yeah, another thing that's going on along with these student loans, and they're talking about the need to to cancel the student loan payments, which would mostly benefit like the basically the upper class. Because it is mostly people who make good money. They have their degree. They make good money. They want their loans canceled, apparently. The other thing that they're talking about with the medical that we just said, if you are unvaccinated, there has been representatives that have thrown it out there that if you go to an emergency room and there's other people, every one of them should go in front of you and you should have to wait for medical treatment until everybody else is treated first. Because you chose to be unvaccinated, you shouldn't be able to receive emergency care on the same level as those who have done their good, you know, part for society. You know, this unvaccinated thing is not new. It may be new to people because it's in such of a light now. It's interesting that people have come up from south of the border and from other countries here that don't believe in vaccinations. Thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. And both parties were okay with that until all of a sudden a pandemic happens where it's at the forefront and there's a potential that you get the vaccine, millions don't die. You don't get the vaccine, millions could die. So it's amazing how certain little pieces of history, they push off to the side and they totally forget about all of the millions or hundreds of thousands that have gone to medical institutions for healthcare when they weren't vaccinated. Well, speaking of the getting vaccinated or not, Reuters released a, a story. Tens of millions of migrants may be denied COVID-19 vaccines from a global program because some major manufacturers are worried about legal risks from harmful side effects. Here in the United States, they don't have to worry about that. Because our government has exempted them from any legal risks of the negative side effects. But it's really funny that globally, manufacturers don't want to inject migrants for fear of reprisals. That's interesting. It's because they know this stuff's not 100%. Is nothing's 100%. 
And there goes back to America and choice. That's what's so good about this country. We, I think, still have a choice in whether we do it or not. So with our government, segueing into some of the things that they're doing, we've raised the debt ceiling again and again and again, now latest by a couple trillion dollars. They don't have to budget. They just spend whatever they want to spend. And in fact, uh, our government will tout pieces of legislation as costing nothing. And then when called out on it, they'll, oh, poo-poo, you misunderstand how, you know, billions and trillions equals zero. You misheard me. Yeah. So that's our, our good old government telling us what's right in front of our face doesn't exist. And when you run your budget, do you run going into the negative all of the time and never have any negative, bad way of putting it, but you don't have a negative outcome? If you constantly run a negative budget, do you just look and say, that's okay, I can go more negative and be fine? No, we would go to jail for that. It's against the law. It's stealing. Yes, it's stealing. And besides that, most people have a heart and a conscience. So they can't do that. They will not run in a negative because they know it's not right. They know what's right is having money in your account and paying your bills, paying them on time when you're asked to do so. And then we just go, we being the government, we go and spend money. We say, oh, well, Build Back Better is a good social program that's supposed to help the United States. Well, what about the Biden mega donor that was awarded a $500 million contract for solar in India? We are going into the negative because we can't do things right now in a, you know, in a way that would run a good budget. But here we are sending contracts and money over to other countries when we can't pay our own bills and we're raising a debt ceiling. So I wonder what he's getting. Did you say it was a donor? One of his donors. Okay. That's kind of like uh, apparently one of our city councilmen here has been accused of pay for play, um, having to do with one of our local shopping malls and a developer that wanted to do some additions, some building. I think he wanted to do some shops and some apartments or something like that. And the goalpost, according to him, kept getting moved to where this councilman was asking him for things in return, apparently. But, you know, everybody's innocent in America until proven guilty. However, I guess he filed a grievance back in 2019 and they've had several council meetings and they're looking into it the feds are looking into it to see if this guy uh, was really wanting to get a little bit of money to build a new house or buy a truck or put some cash in his account kind of like they did back in the day i think it was called operation rezone same sort of thing so corruption is at the local level as well as the state and federal yeah well speaking of more corruption Biden, this past week, just attended an in-person 400-invite fundraiser for the big Democrats. We had a situation where the kids that were previously invited to the White House had to sit spaced apart, six feet, on the floor, masks on, all of that. And according to uh, more recent reports, Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden canceled the White House Christmas parties over the Omicron variant and coronavirus fears these are the christmas parties and stuff that the public would be invited to oh sorry variant man we can't do it for that 
But don't worry, if you're a mega donor, you're on the, the DNC list, they held a 400-person party. Well, just like we always hear it, there's two sets of rules. Rules for us, or laws for us minions, and rules and laws for the wealthy, the elite. Well, apparently that might be true with the vaccines. Maybe there is a vaccine for us minions, and maybe there's one for them that actually works with zero side effects, and they're not concerned about being close together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I would not be surprised if they have everything in their toolbox, but our toolbox is half empty. Absolutely. Another thing we talked about last week was Andrew Cuomo and his book. Apparently, he's been ordered to return the millions of dollars in his book deal for having his staff. Five million. For having his staff write the book during working hours and he's still claiming he's not going to pay it back because they did it on their own time just ask them their time cards support this they said they wanted to do it out of the kindness of their hearts oh yeah absolutely put in a bunch of extra work writing a book for your boss and he gets 5.1 million dollars why not and all you get is a sandwich if you're lucky or maybe he'll give you a a nice extra hug Oh, no, they have fancy hot dog carts back there, so they probably got a hot dog. I guess with the Lancet, I don't know if you're familiar with this journal. It is a scientifically sound journal, only putting in good peer-reviewed information, good scientifically sound information, the Lancet. Uh, The editor, Dr. Richard Horton, testified before Parliament, because this is overseas, testified before Parliament members Wednesday about a letter signed by EcoHealth Alliance President Dr. Peter Dasik. Dasak? That name sounds familiar. Whose nonprofit was funded, or whose nonprofit has funded coronavirus research at the Wuhan Institute oh, of Virology. Being a function. Yeah. So he wrote a letter that strongly condemned conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID 19 does not have a natural origin. But he monetarily had a conflict of interest because he was funding said research. Huh. And they published his letter in the Lancet without having any notation to his conflict of interest for more than a year. So that was going with the conspiracy theorists. They're crazy. Look, this doctor says they're crazy. So we must believe this doctor. Yeah, he had a conflict of interest. Well, while they were bantering around for over a year, the Democrats gave him cover. And gave him the opportunity to hide as much evidence, burn as much evidence. And the original bat that they used to start this thing gave him time to incinerate and get rid of that thing, too. Yeah, get rid of everything and then call these conspiracy theorists crazy. They're just crazy conspiracy theorists. It's only a conspiracy until it's proven to be accurate. So another thing that's crazy and conspiracy theorists-like is believing that there are organized crime rings. According to AOC, there are no organized crime rings. The information just doesn't pan out in San Francisco, Oakland, Los Angeles, etc. Those are B-rated actors and actresses. It's not real. So apparently there's no proof that they exist, except now mayors across cities are facing potential recalls along with prosecutors who have been letting people out. Who does that sound like, though? Let's go back to old Bill Clinton. I did not have sex with that woman. Well, he's shaking his finger at us. These people have video 
and audio right in front of their faces, and they still don't believe it to be true. And then they'll tell you over and over again it doesn't exist until you believe it too. Uh, But one thing that's been going on apparently in Oakland is with the smash and grabs out of people's cars, they've gotten tired of their car windows getting broken over and over again, that they're leaving their car trunks open and they're leaving their cars unlocked in the hopes that people will just open it up and not smash the windows. So imagine you park your car on the street because there's not, not everybody has a parking garage. You park your car on the street and you open your trunk and you leave it open in the hopes that people do not destroy your car. It's pretty sad when you have to do something like that. I guess we should leave our front door and our back door unlocked here at the house too. So if somebody wants to come see what we have, they can just come right in without kicking the door in. And speaking of things that we know but we're told something completely different, according to a court filing by Meta, which is Facebook, parent company now, fact checkers are opinions, opinion writers. So all of these fact checks, which we know are opinion because they're not written from the point of view of any fact, they do not believe they should be held liable for anything that's said in them because they're opinion. I met a fact checker once and they were full of bull. Yeah, I just find it interesting that they've blocked people from saying things or or slapped the warning label over it because some opinion maker has a different opinion. So why not call it opinion checker? Why did you call it a fact checker? You're checking facts, not opinion. So I guess you're checking somebody else's facts with your opinion. That's why you're a fact checker. You're checking a fact with an opinion. Because they're fake and they know it and they've been caught and things are starting to come home to roost. So I guess with uh, what's going on on Hunter Biden's laptop, From what I understand, it's hard for people to search it. So little bits are coming out at different times. And so every once in a while, we'll hear something new. But technically, it's been out there. It's just hard to go through all of the data on his computer at any given time. But apparently, there are text messages saying Biden had an inappropriate relationship with a niece. Joe Biden? Joe Biden. Yeah, it's been out there for years. So, well, as far as it being in writing that his son is saying it to him. Right. And in addition, this daughter's diary that's been floating out around there. Apparently, what was in the diary is she said he had inappropriate showers with her. So that's another thing they appear to be investigating to hide. I doubt they're going to do anything about Joe Biden And his inappropriate showers. But apparently she wrote in her diary that her dad used to have inappropriate showers with her. And all you have to do is go back in history as long as he's been a politician and just look at the video. The way he acts around small kids and women. The way he touches them and grabs them and that sort of thing. There's no doubt that the guy's got a problem. Well, in our government, it's funny that with the Galant segueing into the Ghislaine Maxwell trial and all of the higher-ups that have been uh, noted to be involved. She's still alive? Yeah, somehow she hasn't killed herself yet. Um, But with everything that's been going on with that, the Epstein trial, I guess Epstein signed a agreement with one of his victims years ago that said that it gave, basically, she could only accuse him 
and she would get money for it. It would close the case, but anyone that she was forced to have sex with or a relationship with, it absolved them. One of those people was a prince in England, so his latest court filing is that she can't sue him in court because when she made the agreement with Epstein, it absolved him of any wrongdoing because it's already paid out. So basically the case is already paid out. So somebody can get around laws by just paying for them? Well, some. Well, what's funny is you can, what I, I think is funny is you can commit a crime and then you say, you agree to let me pay you money and then you can't sue anybody else who committed a crime against you as long as it's tied back to me. I'm taking the fall for everyone. I didn't realize you were allowed to do that. Right. Well, but why wouldn't you sue them all and get money from every one of them? I agree with that. I just find it interesting that that could be an argument. Oh, right. well, you got paid out by one of your other so molesters. You so you have to be, yeah. you can't sue me about it. But what's funny in, in our government, we seem to have this habitual problem with bad actors and even the CIA has been known to not prosecute child pedophiles because government methods could be released during their prosecution. They could be compromised. Yeah. So the CIA allowed child pedophiles to work and continue working in some cases. So how do you say her name? G- Giselle? No. Ghislaine Maxwell? Ghislaine. I wanted to call her Giselle Maxwell. So I think she needs to change her whole defense tactic. What she needs to do is say, okay, well, hold on. I'm not guilty of anything here. I just provided these men with a service that they were asking for. And here's the names of every single one of them. Well, she would have facilitated the sex with the minor, so she's... No, I understand that, but that goes along with the same line as, I paid you to shut up, so you can't go after anybody else. Right. So it'd be interesting with her, because she, even if she outed everyone, I'm sure she would be dead. But if she went to out everyone, it's like, why wouldn't the government want to do it? Oh, because they're t- they are protecting the government officials. Yes. So they're going after her because she's not a protected party anymore. Don't worry. If it gets too close, she'll go to sleep. U.S. Navy, Hawaii. Craziness. Yes. Yeah, so apparently they've been making people sick for longer than they've claimed contaminated water now they're saying it was a jet fuel spill somewhere else that apparently got into a fire suppression system which somehow got into the drinking water or whatever they've made up this time right apparently it goes way back further than that they've known for years and years and years about this leakage and contamination and the test that the uh, housing authority has done has claimed that it's 350 times the legal safe limit to drink So there have been uh, military families that have been posting videos of them and their children in the throes of sickness because of this, going to the hospital, getting released, and going right back to it. I'm talking babies, babies who have been super sick and just vomiting all over themselves. I mean, not just babies, but children vomiting all over themselves, can't control themselves. They're getting so sick, and all they get is... Oh, we, we'll give you a hotel, I guess. So now you can't have access to housing. You can't have access to water. 
and they still want to have this system in place that is contaminating the water. Well, and I have watched news commercials for years of the USAA insurance. It's for military members. And apparently there's a lot of people that live in the housing authority there that have filed claims on their plastic items, their hygiene items, and appliances that have come into contact with the water. And all the replies that they've gotten from the USAA is that it's not a valid claim. Wow. Well, and then with the government, they're also um, telling the military family members because they want to know what they're sick with. So they've been doing testing. They're required to do monthly testing anyway. And so they've asked, can you tell us what we're getting sick with so we know how to treat it? They've told those military family members to go file a FOIA request and wait. It's amazing how great our military is from our level down or our level up a little. Yeah. To what's at the top and which, which just blows your mind. That the things that they try to hide and they do. Why? Why? You made a mistake. Own up to it. Fix it. And let's move on. Yeah, I can't believe what they're doing to the military family no. members. I mean, I, I can believe it, but it's just a level of ridiculousness that no one should ever have to go through. No, and it's historical because it goes back to, like you and I have talked before on the podcast, Agent Orange and other things that have happened to military members, the testing, the nuclear testing. Um, stuff that, in a way, has to be done, like the nuclear testing, but not in the form or function that it was done. And then we try to hide it and say, well, we didn't do that. Well, how come we have video and audio of you doing it? Uh, not our video, so it's not valid. You don't know what you're seeing. You don't know. You don't really know what's going on, do you? Even though we're watching the video, uh, that's not us. Sorry. Yeah, so Elizabeth Warren came out against Elon Musk when he was named the man of the year. So Elizabeth Warren talks about how he should pay more federal income tax. And blamed, she also, by the way, blamed inflation. She blamed meat packers for elevating the price of meat. And like they were out to get more money. It wasn't really this wild inflation that was causing it. Anyway, so Elizabeth Warren picked a fight with Elon Musk this week. And Elon Musk had some pretty good zingers for her. He always has good comebacks. (laughs) Including calling her Senator Karen. (laughs) (laughs) that's funny but talking about how he should pay more more federal taxes is like one lady you're a part of the problem if you think people should pay more taxes guess who wrote the laws congress so if you want somebody to pay more taxes do your job job rewrite the laws and you're like oh it's the evil republicans that don't allow us to do our job you know what flat tax flat tax and then nobody can get out of anything stop doing all of these special carve outs that you claim are for low income people but then they only impact the rich stop doing this unnecessary nonsense and saying it's somebody else's fault take responsibility well you know i saw a stat once it may not be accurate anymore most cpas are democrats so if they follow the democratic logic then they should stop finding all these loopholes for these millionaires and billionaires Right, you should need. You should actually not be able. Well, no, not be able to. You should not claim any tax write-offs as a Democrat if you believe that you are not paying enough taxes. Do not claim any write-offs and then start writing more checks. Send in extra checks throughout the year, absolutely. But isn't it interesting that our our line, our one zinger, comes in all the time 
is they create the problem and then they claim they're the fix. They can never go through a week without blaming something that's wrong with our society on everybody else except for themselves. Right. And one of the blames when was recently was Trump's tax cut and job act that happened when he was during his tenure as president. So the tax cut and job acts was passed and they said that it negatively impacted the working class, the poor class, and it only helped the rich. Well, according to recent uh, analysis from the IRS, it actually helped the poor and the working class, funny enough. And then they went one step further this year and they signed a, I don't know what you would call it. It's not a removal of, they raised the limits for SALT, state and local tax deductions. Under the Tax Cut and Job Act, it went down to $10,000. That was your only write-off for state and local taxes. So places like California and New York and other expensive places to live where you pay a lot of state taxes and you pay a lot of property taxes, you were then capped at $10,000 a year that you could write off. So that what they just passed, Democrats passed it, was raising the state and local tax deduction to $80,000. That's paying taxes. So who does that impact? The wealthy. The wealthy. So they just did something for the wealthy. That's because, let's remember, they're wealthy as well. Yeah, so now we have Elizabeth Warren and her cronies helping rich elitists get more of a tax deduction that she claims that she doesn't want rich elitists to have. And pointing to AOC and her talking about needing to have student loan debt forgiven, there's another person who is making more than the average income, whether you believe $174,000 a year is a lot or not. I understand there are always going to be people richer than somebody else, except right now Elon Musk, richest person. But you have people who are wealthy, or, or I guess they make a lot of money. Maybe they don't invest well or they don't do anything with their money that would help grow their money so they don't become ultimately wealthy. But you have people who are better off than the middle and lower middle class and the poor working class, and they're claiming to be the one that's the most injured. I think everybody in America is better off except for the ones out in the streets with mental illness. You ever looked around at some of the other countries? I mean, this country here, hell, we have televisions in every house. Most people have cars. Everybody's eating. Look at us. We're a big old blimp society. We're definitely not lacking food here. Yeah, we don't have the, what is it, distended bellies from lack of uh, nutrition. Right, or you're healthy truly, water. Yes. Yes, yeah. So nobody here can say that we're anywhere near as bad as these third world countries. We, and, have, we have it great. But here we are making up problems. And not to say that it's not difficult, but if you get yourself into a situation, you should work to dig yourself out of the situation, no matter what it is. If you're in a relationship and you're causing strife in your relationship, maybe you should learn how to communicate better or do better things in your relationship. If you're constantly antagonizing your spouse, maybe, okay, let's work to be a better person and have a better relationship with somebody. But it's always somebody else's fault, somebody else's problem. I take no responsibility for my actions sort of society. Whether I'm, you know, eating too much, drinking to excess, 
I'm staying out all night. I'm not spending time with my kids. I'm not getting an education. I'm not paying my bills. Whatever the the it is, we seem to have no desire to take any responsibility for what we do in our life. That is correct, us as individuals. But those folks back there in D.C., they, they take no responsibility for anything. No, they can't take responsibility. Then we might vote for somebody else. If But we don't believe our lying eyes. Is it me or my lying eyes? I look right at you and I see you lying, and yet here you are telling me you're not lying, and I'm supposed to believe you. Oh, well, you got a D behind your name. I believe you. You got an R behind your name. I believe you. But if you have an R next to your name, his name's Bernie. I don't believe him. He's a millionaire. And he also got called on the carpet by Elon Musk also. Elon didn't know he was still alive. Oh, I saw. Yeah, I did see that. Oh, hey, you're still alive? I think he's about 103. Well, it's just really funny that those rich elitists, they always move the mark for themselves. It's always somebody else that's richer in the problem. So he used to, Bernie Sanders used to say that nobody should own a house. They should actually be all state-owned or whatever. And then he bought his first house. So then it was okay to own a house. But nobody should own multiple houses while we have a housing crisis and homelessness and all of that. Oh, but then he goes and he buys a couple of houses. And then people say, hey, wait, why are you buying these houses? And his response is, well, then you go write a book and you make money. But he he still maligned millionaires and billionaires. He becomes a millionaire. Oh, it's billionaires are the problem. It's not millionaires. So you always move that line. So it's somebody else the problem. Oh, rich people are the problem. Oh, I, I became a rich person. Uh, richer people are the problem. I wonder if we're ever going to have our first trillionaire. Well, if Elon Musk keeps doing what he's doing, maybe his stock will will uh, quadruple, quintuple. And Told you he's either from the past or from the future, one of the two. He's not, he's not of this earth. Let me just say that. And I don't have any inside knowledge. I'm like uh, Leroy Jethro Gibbs from uh, NCIS. I have a gut feeling. He's just too far advanced. All of their technology is just going way too fast. He's outpacing and outrunning everybody. And uh, the guy's just something else. I have been a fan of Sex in the City for a number of years. In fact, during Hurricane Dennis, when I was stuck in, Pen- well, I wasn't stuck at the time. When I was in Pensacola, Florida, Hurricane Dennis hit. I was in the military. They locked us into a windowless area. So that way we could be the most protected from said hurricane. We all had our laptops charged up and DVD, little portable DVD players. And we started watching marathons of Sex in the City, among other shows. And now Sex in the City has come out with a reboot to continue off of their, their success. One of the storylines that has come out for episode three, so spoiler Spoiler alert if you're going to listen. I'm about to spoil a, a little part of it. One of the daughters is seemingly coming out as transgender on the show. The whole first three episodes seems like it's one, you know, big area of society that may cause contention after another. It's just set up like dominoes to go from one thing to the next to the next. It's very woke, if you will. Interesting. So it sets it up as the daughter seemingly come coming out as transgender. So this 
mom goes to talk to her BFF, who happens to be a male and um, gay. And this character says, you know, she wanted to be a dog and you put the bowl on the floor for her to drink out of it for, you know, a week. Did that make her a dog? No. So if she's saying that maybe she feels more like not wearing dresses and wearing pants and doing her hair a little bit different, whatever, you know, she may grow out of it. She may not address it then because his character is just like, oh, I got to address this wokeness in the most supportive, you know, way I can. And here's another character coming out with a surprising kind of statement. And I think about that in terms of what we see across society in that as soon as somebody says, I'm a little girl who wants to wear pants or I'm a little boy who wants to wear a skirt, all of a sudden we have to see them going to the doctor and getting gender, you know, confirming tests or getting them drugs to change their gender when the reality is sometimes girls want to wear pants. Stop putting them in dresses. Yeah, how about just give it some time and let things sort itself out and figure it out. If things work out differently then, then so be it. But we're having, you know, in our society, we're having all of this talk about being transgender and and the way to support people. But we've gone so far off the deep end that someone who just wants to be a little bit different, maybe doesn't want to be a little bit different forever, doesn't know if they're a little bit different, but wants to portray themselves as a little bit different for now. We have to like push them into going all the way. It seems like that's the answer for people. It's because the government's gotten involved. And what do we say? They're helping create an issue, and they're going to help solve it through force or legislation. Because you're right. Let the kid be a kid. Let the girl wear pants, whatever, until they grow up a little bit and they have the opportunity to sort things out. Because I don't care how smart people think kids are at 8, 9, 10. They're not. We're not. They've got to grow a little more, and they've got to figure stuff out into their teens and maybe even into their late teens, early 20s. Yeah, I think about some of the stuff that I thought. I was a girl who hated dresses and skirts. I absolutely, at one point, just despised them. But I never thought, in in my particular case, I never thought, well, maybe I'm a little boy. Because boys wear pants and girls, you know, are supposed to like dresses and skirts. Or girls are supposed to want to wear makeup or whatever we've decided as a society to be gender conforming. But we don't just let people be. And maybe that's the problem. We just got to let people be instead of pushing, like you said. Oh, now we have laws that say that you have to do X, Y, and Z. Oh, they've told their school guidance counselor at 11 they feel like a little girl. So now they're going to be given gender you know, therapy and treatment from the school, hide it from the parents, and give them drugs that will forever change their bodies at 11 and 12 years old. Right. Yeah, we. it's... I don't know. I was talking about it with my husband and just what if our our daughters came and say, I want to do this. Well, right now I have one daughter that kind of doesn't like dresses. We bought a ton of dresses. We were gifted a ton of dresses. We had family members that had girls before us. So they handed down a bunch of dresses. And now my older daughter is just like, I don't really like dresses that much. She still likes to do her hair. So is she half a boy? No, I'm just kidding. It's just funny. Like, we like what we like. We don't like what we don't like. And let's just go with that. Why is it so out there in society to just let people go with it? Uh, Let them be. Absolutely. So, 
at what point would you finally decide to get a vaccination? I don't know. Or would you? I don't know. I, I guess if I knew all of the risks, because right now, speaking of risks, I am taking medication prescribed by the VA. I have migraines that are started to get pretty severe, lasting at least three days a week, or happening at least three days a week or more. I have this thing in my, my right eye where my vision goes blurry and I can feel I can feel my eye, if that makes sense. I can feel the whole area, but it's not painful. So I was getting both. And I started going down this medication rabbit hole. I was given one and I had all of these reactions. So then we keep changing to different medication because I will have side effects. And to me, some of the side effects have been worse than having the migraines themselves. So... And looking at weighing whether or not a side effect is worth it, with the medication, you can stop it once it, you've determined that it's not worth it. But sometimes you have to taper off of it depending on the pill. So I've taken several different kinds, and I have had the rare side effects. Not that everybody gets this side effect, not the usual side effect. I have had, in one case, one that the doctor had never heard of any of her patients having the side effect But um, a consultation determined that it was a rare side effect that I needed to get off the medication. So I did that. Then I got on to another one. And then I started having a bunch of side effects. I told her, and she's like, wow, I've not had anyone with that side effect. Again, another rare one. I'm like, okay, why am I the rare side effect person? Almost everything I seem to take, I get the rare side effects, including my bad surgical outcome. It's like, oh, I've never really heard of that. I've never had a patient have that before. It's like, great. I'm glad to be the one person who has all of the rare side effects. So my worry, getting the vaccination, again, I'm going to be the rare side effect person. Well, it's interesting because I have not heard any reports of, hey, if you're taking this med, do not take the shot. If you're taking this group of meds, do not take the shot. There has to be some medications that will react with that vaccine. Well, has just to look be. at people on heart meds. They already have heart trouble. Oh, take the vaccine because it's worth it if you have a heart problem already. I mean, aren't you at risk of having a worsened heart problem? But somehow we don't care about that either. You know, that's a good question. I wonder how many people that are unvaccinated that are getting COVID and then getting hospitalized and getting very ill or dying. I wonder how many of those still have comorbidities. That they're not talking about because they're not discussing those anymore. Just that you're unvaccinated, you're unvaccinated. Not that you have existing conditions and that it's a direct contradiction to taking the vaccine or getting sick. Because originally it was if you're over 65 and you have these ailments, chances are doctor says you're going to die. However, they're not talking about that now. It's just get the vaccine because all the unvaccinated are, are the problem. Well, then everybody that's unvaccinated that has comorbidities should be dead by now because this uh, Delta variant rifled completely through the U.S. It's interesting. We have 300 and some million, about 800,000 less now in America because they were vaccinated and unvaccinated that died. 
you know, how many are still alive when this thing first started, that there was no vaccine, that they ended up getting it and they got through it just fine. Give you one example. One of my coworkers, his dad, heavy diabetic, dialysis three times a week. They took off half of one leg and half of one foot. He had COVID, had it for two days. I believe my coworker said two days and the symptoms were gone. So that's either one tough SOB or COVID just did not like what he had to offer as a host. Yeah, it's quite interesting that some people are able to fight it off and then unfortunately others pass away. And the whys, we don't know why. Some people tend to fare better, even with comorbidities, some people tend to fare better than others. Like I wonder why when I got it, a, a few sniffles, you know, very minor, minor. What I would have thought that it was just having allergies, really. Why is it that I can get that and the next person that gets it dies? Right. I, I don't yeah. understand. And no, and that was the thing with me, too. It was pretty mellow symptoms, all of them, but I just had a bunch of them. The headache was the worst one, for sure. But, yeah. you know, it kind of concerns me that this particular pandemic, man-made or otherwise, has taken out so many people, yet we have multiple high-level labs around the world that are playing around with this stuff, and there's stuff that is civilization-changing that could be released at any moment. And we're really not done with this, you know, because this Omicron could actually morph with something else and take off and just wipe out another four or five million people. So speaking of still playing with this stuff, it turns out that Taiwan has like a level three lab, which is supposed to be more secure. The right. The Wuhan lab is like a level two and it's supposed to be secure, but not quite as secure. I guess Taiwan just outed themselves because they had an uh, contamination from their lab. So it turns out one of the lab assistants got bit by a rat that had one of the variants and they tested, they said, this is what happened. I got bit and they tested this lab assistant, didn't get COVID. So they moved on about a month later, lab assistant gets bit again, but I think they were violating the, the requirements of the lab because they're supposed to be in a suit and how are you getting bit anyway? So apparently didn't want to say anything this time started developing symptoms and then finally said, this is what happened. So they got bit by the second rat with a different variant and they had that variant. They got sick with that variant. I guess Taiwan has no cases. So that's how they also knew that it wasn't getting it from community community spread. Right. And they said, well, if we were able to, to get somebody and get COVID this way, imagine the Wuhan lab with less requirements. It's really not that far off that they could have a person got contaminated and then spread it to the community. It's really not unheard of or unthought of or whatever. But yet somehow we're still supposed to believe it didn't happen. Right. And I think their protocol should be whether they get bit or not. When they're working in the lab with those items, they should have housing in the lab and they should have to stay there while they're working on that stuff. Just in case something happens, they can keep that thing isolated in a lab in a confined space. And then the only ones that get sick or die is the ones playing around with fire. 
Yeah, but we're not going to keep people in there for weeks, months, or years. Some of these tasks go on for years, so they would literally be locked up for years. My point, guess what? <laughs> you won't do it. Stop messing around with Mother Nature. And that's, you, you pinged right into the point I wanted to make and what I wanted to say. It's about time that we stop messing around Mother Nature. We stop messing with these rats. We stop messing with these bats. Ooh, how good was that? They just need to quit messing around. We can do this on computer now. We have computer modeling. We have super smart guys like your husband that can develop this software and they can figure this out without testing the way they test. So jumping back to the subject of the government officials can do it and you can't. Yes. So uh, Aunt Nancy rejects the ban on lawmakers and spouses trading individual stock because we are a free market after all. Well, just so you know, Pelosi's husband raked in $4.8 million on Google parent company options ahead of the House vote on targeting big tech. When did uh, when did this happen? Not that long ago. I think it just recently happened. Nice. All of these, I don't understand why our lawmakers or their spouses can have any individual stocks while they are sitting Congress people. Conflict of interest. And and we just had another uh, group of lawmakers that got outed for not disclosing within, I think you have to disclose within a 45-day period. It's more than a dozen dozen members of Congress violated the stock trading law that they already have. So apparently the Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge Act or Stock Act doesn't actually stop them from trading on congressional knowledge. They just have to report their trades within 45 days. One of the Republicans committed apparently like over a hundred violations. Um, Diane Feinstein committed violations. Apparently with the Republican, he was having somebody else deal with all of his stocks and trades and stuff. This is a claim that he wasn't actually I had a monitoring. Bro- had a broker doing it. Yeah. He wasn't monitoring actively what was going on so he wasn't reporting because he didn't know that all these trades were happening but once he found out that all the trades were happening he went and did a a, you know a slurry of reporting and then put a stop to it and gave all the money back right yeah i'm sure i'm sure he gave up all the money but if we have all of these congressional people's trading spouses trading this isn't the first time it's not going to be the last time and yet we're supposed to sit here thinking, oh, they're not doing anything with their insider knowledge at all. Nod, nod, wink, wink. They're all wholesome and pure, right? So I wonder if you took the, the purest individuals from churches all over the world, God-fearing Christians, Muslims, Mormons, Buddhists, and you sent them back to run offices in D.C., as congressmen and senators and staffers, how long it would take for them to be corrupt? I don't think it would take long at all. And there are people in churches who are already corrupt and doing corrupt things, so I don't really think that it would take long at all. Correct. Yeah, I wonder if that congressman's still there that was sleeping with that Chinese spy. He is. Swalwell? Swalwell. That's him, right? Yeah. Yes, he's still there, and then he calls out other people for being on the take, and it's like, um, dude, shut up. Yeah, and he's still on one of the secret committees, correct? Yes. Where he gets read into stuff? Yes. Still carries a clearance? Yep. (laughs) Oh, because what I do is fine, but everybody else should be taken off of their... Yeah, and and a young man on a submarine 
takes pictures of non-classified stuff technically to show his family what a cool job he has and he gets jail for it prison prison sorry prison yeah, for prison it prison time and did trump commute his sentence i don't recall if he did or not i was trying to think if he did or not but that's that's those two levels of justice it's one for us and one for them oh so one of the things that's been going on that we've seen that from last year, defund the police movement, right? There's been a huge defund the police movement. And then we've had all of these rash of organized crime, uh, breaking into to buildings, burning things down too. Uh, we've seen murder rates go up in cities and we've seen major companies supporting the defund the police, the targets, the Nordstrom's, the, you know, well, I shouldn't name those two companies specifically, but we've seen big name companies support the defund the police movement and now the same big name companies and others are getting together asking for help to stop their stores from getting robbed and and burglarized it's like well we defunded the police there's less police what do you want it was a double-edged sword see they figured if they led society believe to believe that they were into defunding that they would get more customers what they found out was the new customers they have aren't the ones they wanted. True story. Yep, true that. So who is it that sits outside of of stores and rings the bell? Salvation Army. So did you know that the Salvation Army put out a stop being a racist, you white Christians, and you should atone for your sins before you put money in the bucket pamphlet? Really? Yeah, so apparently giving is down to the Salvation Army. Probably 50% or more, I bet. So no naming names, but I'll give a shout out to one of my coworkers, which I like doing. Really good guy. Hey, thanks for the heads up on our local city councilman. That was one story that I wasn't following, and I'll do a little bit re- little bit more research so we can figure out if it's a he said, he said type scenario or if there's really some legitimacy there to him trying to extort some money out of this developer. be pretty cool to know. You know, if he's a good guy or a bad guy, because if you read part of the article, he was actually trying to stop something that a previous city administration was doing, which was allowing this developer to be the only one to bid on this project when we have, I think, the law or the policy is called the Brown, I want to say the Brown Act, which means open meetings that uh, everybody that is a builder, construction guy has the opportunity to be in on these meetings and then put together uh, RFQs or sealed bids. Well, what's funny about having open open meetings or open information, we've seen across the United States, like school board meetings, as an example, are also supposed to be open, open to the public. But they've used COVID to start shutting down all of these meetings so then they can get away with hiding what's been put on the agenda, who can talk. If you're on Zoom, you can mute people and call it an accident or whatever. Or just not let people speak. And in these public meetings, when they are holding them, they're saying a handful of people can come in. We've seen, I think in Texas, they barred people from coming inside. And when they complained and yelled or got their voices up to say, hey, it's supposed to be a public meeting. These school boards have their own police officers and started arresting people and charging them with disorderly conduct because they wanted, oh my gosh, an open meeting. And then part of it was you shut down a school board meeting. So they're blaming 
the people who are trying to go to the public meeting for having shut down the school board meeting that the school board already shut down to the public. Yeah, it's because it's open until you open your mouth. And some of these uh, school board members who are pro-open meeting and saying something, they're actually being charged with like ethics violations and stuff like that, and they're trying to censure them. Boy, what a mess we've gotten ourselves into. This is going to take a lot to fix, and this needs to be fixed from either the bottom up or the top down. I'm not sure, but we got a long way to go. We absolutely have a long way to go, unfortunately, because now you can't see your congressperson, and I understand that you can say, I don't feel safe. Well, we have different ways of of feeling safe, so open school board meetings. Maybe you have to go into a bigger auditorium. You can't host them there if you don't feel safe with sickness going around or masking or whatever then go to a bigger location have more sanitization whatever but it doesn't give you the right to do things in secret well it just brought a thought to mind let's see if i can articulate it so if you get a little bit of an education you decide you want to be part of your council meetings or your school board meetings and it doesn't line up with what they want to talk about or do and they try to shut you up or arrest you. Then on the other hand, if you just go to the middle of America, you buy a, a acre, half acre to 100 acres, you decide you want to be a gentleman or a gentlelady farmer or rancher, and you do your own thing, and you just work your way through life and enjoy things, then you're a flyover hick. Yeah, you can't do, you'll always be wrong no matter what you say. No matter what you say or do, you're wrong. Unless you go to school and become an elitist, educated politician, then you're the top of the heap. But if you do anything other than that, then you're just average Joe. Right. You're an, you're an elitist. You're making good money for what you do. For instance, the talking about the student loan cancellation, it, will, it would give more money to rich people. Um, now... One of the said squad members is saying that student debt is policy violence. We're changing the meaning of words, too. That's that's how we get around some of our other stuff is we call things something else. Just part of that woke thing. It is. Silence understand. is violence. Oh my or, God. you know, not doing what I say is violence. And no, violence is violence. That So trying to change the definition of the word... To meet your desire. No, that's not how that works. It's not how words work. I was just watching a video before you came over, and I just don't remember who it was, but they were talking about that, and a school district or somebody, somebody in America is saying that, they're saying it with white people, unfortunately, because it can happen with all races, I guess. You can be racist no matter what your color is. But that little white kids start showing their first sign of racism at three months old. And then they're generally full-blown racist by five months or five years old. That's why we have to change the way America runs. <laughs> Who sits and stares at a three-month-old and says, you know what, bud, you are a racist. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.